0: he doesn't look kindly on me missing those days. Mm. So I didn't, I was supposed to do that shit on Wednesday. I didn't have, I didn't have time. I think Wednesday's when I was dealing with all the stuff with enterprise and everything anyway. Mm -hmm. So it was, yeah. So I couldn't do that on Wednesday. So I had to do it on Thursday, Thursday kind of got pushed behind a little bit. And uh, the only time I, cause I I don't know how late we're going to finish. So I said, (laughs) I just got this one window of time to do this and record it in the app. And I thought I thought I could get it done and beat you before you got no, in, man, no. and, uh, and and not I did not. So you, yeah, you came over and saw me sweating. I couldn't mm-hmm. even, and I was, I was like, I hope he's upstairs when I come in. Now you were sitting right there, yeah, yeah. And it's I relaxing. sat down in the living room like. <laughs> <laughs> he, he, he says, Do you, "You
1: need some water." I'm like, hey, "You need <laughs> some water." <laughs> <laughs>
0: I'm good. I got mine
1: right here. I'm fine. <laughs> oh yeah, I gotta get some water. I'll get some water. Oh, you. Yeah, water. oh
2: yeah. yeah, you didn't have your phone out. Right
1: now. I sure oh, all that. I <laughs> keep forgetting. I keep forgetting.
0: Yeah, I would have knocked that phone out. I would have been like, stop it. I would have been too weak to do it.
1: Now I'm stronger. <laughs> now I <I'm> make <in> control. <laughs> Momentarily. I'll <laughs> <How could> get you.
2: I <laughs> think I'll just go do the show by myself. Yes, no. <laughs> you sit here and recover. Yeah.
1: <laughs> no. I'll <How could laughs> get you one <wonder>? day. <laughs> mark my words. But not
0: this day. <laughs> <laughs> you mark
1: my words. What words? They fall apart and <laughs> dissolving.
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah that's a deal. It was it's, fun. Man, I was totally I was embarrassed. I only like my wife to see that shit. <laughs> I know she in up laughing and shit because she hears me out there at the yeah, It's yeah. <laughs> so like so it's not like somebody being tortured yeah, in the garage. <laughs> ah, 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 fuck,
1: <laughs> I'm talk.
0: <laughs> yeah, one more rep. Yeah, I'm right. Let's see, what we got here. Uh, okay. Let's talk about that Sandman. This is the Sandman. A lot of fans out there who don't like when you be disrespectful like Actually, that. excuse yeah. me. It's called the Sandman. Thank you very much. Don't bring your diverse ethnicity to this <laughs> bullshit. Well, the show already did that. Which, yeah, <laughs> the show did that already. Yeah, did. The Sandman. This is the novel, uh, the graphic novel based off of Neil Gaiman's creations and... This is a story about a godlike entity that who uh, rules over dreams. And in the story, his dream world is falling apart, plus somebody took his shit and he has to, he's gotta get it back. <laughs> Jacked him. Yeah. Jacked him, straight up for his stuff, man. Along the way, he interacts with other personifications of emotions and life and biblical concepts while trying to keep said realm from falling apart. So that's simple enough, right? Well, if you mean by unadaptable, <laughs> if you mean by impossible, yeah, yeah, pretty simple. Because for years, ever since the 80s, they've been trying to m- figure out how to make this into a movie. And a lot of people said, you can't do it, man. And a lot of people have given up in between. Yeah, sure. Shit, some people just went out and fled. You were telling me a story today where somebody said, it's not impossible to make if you just make shit up for it, yeah. <laughs> such as if you know the book. All of it really is the concept of uh, these anthropomorphic emotions and, and you know and, and life concepts uh, interacting with each other. But your dude who made the giant spider, John Peters, John Peters wanted to like have. Like uh, slumber parties and raves.
1: Yeah, and a bunch of teenage girls would capture him. They would they would bring him to their slumber party. He's so cute. Yeah, he is. He is. I mean, a lot of people know him. Uh, They're gonna have a rave. He need at least one rave scene in there. He needs to wear a cape and wear tights and he need to punch people constantly. Didn't, Every scene Did John Peters
2: punch. want to make the Superman movie where he didn't have a cape and couldn't fly? and Didn't yes. fly? Yes. yes, yes, he did. And a giant spider. <laughs> yeah, the Man. most
1: dangerous plant. His, uh, his whole yeah. thing is
0: like, let me take a property and just do the complete opposite. Yes. Yeah. yeah, he does that. <laughs> yes. Yeah, people say enjoy these books because you cannot make this into a movie. Netflix said, well, we're not going to do that. We're going to do a show. Okay. That's the thing about being Netflix. We ain't confined in just two hours like you, you know, you studios out there that make these movies. Uh, movies are so passe. Oh, you still, you still make films? Oh, no, no, no. We make, we don't just make shows, we make overarching storylines, epics that go for 10, 12, sometimes 13 episodes, and that's what people said that you needed to do for Sandman. And plus, some people just took it as a challenge. Sure. Mm. Una- unadaptable? Shh, <laughs> wait until I get a hold of it. And Neil Gaiman gave his praises to Netflix and said, all right, you know what, go at it. Now, I've never read any of these graphic novels at all. I, don't even, I couldn't even tell you what they were about. Most of the time, I just, I just knew it was some fucking goth guy walking around. Looking like a vampire. Yeah, I can see that. And that and that's it. I just know I just know the character. That's it. Yeah, so,
2: at the at the big at the birth of the, the, the goth movement, he was an icon of that.
0: Okay. Yeah. So see that, that's even more than I know right there. So you know what? Me not reading this at all, that could be that could be an awesome thing. That could be a great thing for fresh eyeballs like this right here. Or it could make things way more confusing. Cause at least the people have read it got somewhat of a roadmap. I'm going in lost as fuck with this. But that's what we're here for, to talk about whether this works or not. For people, you've read this, right? I've read the you, first, first several read this, right.: mm-hmm. I never finished it, but yeah, okay. I read all I read Well, you long. read all of these, right?
2: Uh, not all, but I've, I read the, 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 at
0: least the first three or four story arcs. Six okay. And I've read nothing, so these guys at least got something to start with right mm-hmm. then. I don't. But it's been so long, I couldn't remember any of it. Well, Martin, let's see if any of this brought it back to you as we watch the trailer for Netflix's The Sandman. And we'll be back to tell you how the experienced and the inexperienced react to this.
2: Your waking world is shaped by dreams.
1: Dreams and nightmares that I create, and which I must control. He's out there looking for me, isn't he?
0: Can you imagine the damage he could do?
1: I need your help. If dreams disappear, then so will
0: humanity.
2: I could do without dreams for a while. I haven't had a decent sleep in ages. I'm not going to stop until I've reshaped this world.
1: Tell us what power of dreams in
0: have. I thought about giving up, but I have a job to do, and I do it.
1: Things have changed.
2: Your eyes will tell
1: me everything, every thought. Every feeling.
0: My creations do not walk amongst the living, killing mortals for pleasure. Oh, you don't think dreams can die? Let's find out. Nightmares do not belong in the waking world. <laughs> oh, it turns out I fit right in. do not die Mr. Sandman bring me a dream You know uh looking at this as some people saying for a movie about someone called our show about someone called the Sandman Y'all sure all woke with all of this. And it's like, man, oh my baby, God. yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they say, y'all got just a little bit too much color in here right now from what I remember. When I say too much color, I'm talking about the white dude. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, he's supposed to look like a dead fish or something, but he, even he... Even this boy got just a little bit too much color than the original. Even I can say that because the Sandman is chalky white, he's right, dead white. Right. Right.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, I, I always thought that was weird how in some scenes he looks like that, where he's so white he's almost kind of blue, and in others he's like, well, this guy he almost has a tan. Yeah. What, what, exactly. what are we doing here? <laughs> exactly.
0: But they have changed a lot of things there. They've they've done a lot of a lot of swapping of all kinds. A lot of. A lot of uh, uh ethnic gender the uh, uh, uh sexual swapping you know it's the, some people say you just yeah you, know, you go trying to pander to the leftist out there are some people are saying well, yeah, well hey you know they're just adjusting for the time you know they're reflecting of what the world is now uh does that work well like i said i can't tell you i i don't know what characters were what i can kind of feel where they changed some things definitely but I always said it doesn't matter if the story's good. So that's what we're here to see, man. Does this work at all? Especially, and you know, nothing do even worry about the ethnicities and genders of people out there. This is such a crazy ass story. Does the story work, period? At all? Uh, well, I would tell you something. Like I said, my, my ignorant ass could have easily been in the middle of this show talking about, what the fuck am I? Help, hey! You know, I, I could have been lost completely, but I think, and I don't know if they did this in the in the uh, uh, in the books but for me looking at this one of the one of the smartest things that they did in this show was to make this easier to follow because it starts out as a quest Yeah. you know this is you know they the, the, now the setup for this is a little weird because uh there's not a lot of explanation for things in here you just have to go with it uh, Like what they do here, there's a, I'm looking for a certain picture here. There's a, uh, uh, the story set up here is that, and and like I said, they give you no explanation for it at all. The story that they set up here, uh, a rich guy just wants his dead son back. So he whips up some magic and decides to kidnap death. Just like that. Because you know, if you got enough money, you can do anything, including magic. That's it. Don't ask for why. Don't ask for, you know, is he a wizard or some shit? No. <laughs> no. He's the asshole from Game of Thrones. That's all you need to know. <laughs> That's why they hired him. That's why they hired him. <laughs> we'll talk about this dude in a little bit. Yeah. But when that, first, when that first episode is done, once they do all that setup, again, which there's not a whole lot of explanation for, uh, and then get that out the way, it, it settles into something like a, a magical scavenger hunt. You know, it's almost like a video game. You know, Sandman got to go find these three items out there so that he can get his, get his house straight. You know, bring, bring order back to the magic realm. Um, and, you know, if you take it as, hey, I'm just riding with this dude who has to go pick up these three things, and along the way, we just run into some crazy-ass people. <laughs> we go to some crazy-ass places. It could work for you. You know, uh, because while it is wild, while it is kind of out there, and why it does not explain the why does not explain a lot, uh, the quest does give a novice like myself something easy to follow, and that's just the setup right there. Yeah, you know the thing is, you guys didn't get very far, but you know the books better than I do. But I do th- this thing. Go so many different places that you to give it like a full review. Really, you do have to watch all of these because oh, because sure. it, they, sure. they, it's not like hey I watch these first three and that's going to be the rest of the story. This morphs into so many different oh, things I mean, here. I know
1: of, of what I've I've seen so far, which is five episodes. Mm-hmm. They're actually following the first volume very closely.
2: Very like watching the first because I hadn't read it in forever and yeah. I went back and reread mm-hmm. the first issue yeah. and then watching the first episode, I was like I couldn't imagine a more faithful adaptation yeah. than
1: this.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they said they put the first two, uh, first the first two, two, two volumes, volumes in there. Mm-hmm. And see, listen, listen, like I said, for me, easy to follow. I just took it as this is, just, hey, this is just the way it is. This is just this world. Sometimes I don't mind being dropped off in a place and, hey, look at it like you're on vacation in, a, in, a, in Europe or some shit. You ain't gonna ask why for every little thing. Mm. Why is your culture like this? Why they all do that? It's just like, hey, man. <laughs> why don't you go back to your country? <laughs> yeah, why don't <laughs> you get the fuck out of here? I'm sitting up there in my goddamn Hawaiian shirt. <laughs> my little tight shorts and sneakers, they flip flops. what well, well, what's going on? Excuse me, could you give me directions? You know, I, I, like I'm just here, man. Yeah. I'm just enjoying the world. Th-
1: What's I was going to say, well, they do a good job in the first episode of not overloading you with so much details because yeah. it's just about his imprisonment for the most part. Mm-hmm. And then as we get into the latter episodes, at least the one that I've seen, the, the other four, then they expand on the world well, yeah, every yeah. little bit. And I think that's why it works.
0: Well, that's the thing. You know, this simple quest that they're doing, that they have going on. It feels like it was just a way to get people adjusted to the world. Sure. Because they know how wild it is. It was a way to just give you something to digest very easy to follow. Because after that, you soon realize, hey, this is all this this is a whole lot more. They I, I was surprised. I thought shit, I I thought we'd be hunting for these things for the for the next seven, nine episodes. Sure. Yeah. Nah man, he got his shit early pretty much early on, and then we move on to other things. And what it what the what the show as the show continues What happens with this is that it becomes a collection of short stories. Yeah, Mm. You know, it's episodes that are dedicated to certain characters. Some are self-contained to one episode. Some span more episodes. Uh, Some even feel like short films. In a way, some even feel like, like out of nowhere, that was—is this part of the same series? And I'm not saying that that's a bad thing at all. Different genres. Yeah, man, I like this. Yeah, so much of the 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 books
2: could be more like storytelling, like you say, an anthology. We're just we're telling tales of of, of Dream and his, yeah. his siblings, the desire and death and
0: destruction and yeah. all of them. Yeah. They they, you know, man. Let me tell you something. For somebody who doesn't know, I'm gl- I'm glad. That I waited all this time to watch this because I don't come in with any kind of uh, any kind of biases or anything, and I really enjoyed, to a certain point. I really enjoyed being uh, just watching this, man. Just again, just being immersed into all of this. Uh, you know, I think that they impressively go between all these different tones here because they shift between mostly horror and fantasy. Mm-hmm. Yes, that's the way the book has been described. I guess yeah. it's a horror yeah. fantasy in a way. Yeah. Uh, what? Hey, listen. That is appropriate for a show about dreams and nightmares, man. Sure. Mm-hmm. Because some of these episodes, they feel like dreams, and some of them feel like nightmares. And all of them feel like they're part of a big analogy. You know, as you get to know, well, like you said, as you get to know Dream and all his relatives, you know, as you get to, as you get to know uh, again this world that all these people have built. Uh, and, when you know, when you have an anthology, that's what I think, what I love about anthologies, that they're done right, is that, again, they all take on Different genres. Sometimes mm-hmm. they take on different tones themselves. Um, you know, uh, some of these stories that they do. Uh, some of them are some of them are adventurous, such as there's a part where Dream goes to hell. Okay, that's the one I started last. Okay, Dream goes to hell and gets in it with Satan. Of course, Satan's a woman because bitches be evil. <laughs> I don't know. Lucifer but, Morningstar. Yeah, so yeah, Lucifer Morningstar. He goes there and uh, and gets into a battle with Satan, but it's not a battle with weapons and whatnot. It's a battle of wits that they go through.
1: Make your move, bitch.
0: I am a dire wolf.
1: Prey stalking, lethal prowler.
0: I am a hunter, horse-mounted, wolf-stabbing. I am... All they do is playing rock, paper, scissors really. Yeah, <laughs> I say battle, but the most intense match <laughs> ever. It's the most dramatic version of rock, paper, scissors I've ever
2: seen, man. I am the hunter's wife who is making him come back home. <laughs> <laughs> I am
0: the rock, knock you upside your goddamn <laughs> Uh you know, some of these are some of the stories are sad. Uh and some of them, I was, you know, I was really impressed the way, like some of them, are actually kind of beautiful, man, are thoughtful. They have one that's just a beautiful contemplation on, uh, on, on life, uh, by talking about a certain subject. Like the kindest, and I think the most emotional part of the show, is all about death, really.
1: No.
2: Stop, please.
0: Oh, fuck you doing in my house! <laughs> Some strange black woman in here!
2: <laughs> Sorry for the noise. It's not noise, it's Schubert. Keep going. I can't. He never finished it. All we have is a fragment. Oh, forgive me, I, I am Harry. I know you are Harry. you know who I am? No. <laughs> oh, oh, <man>. oh, oh, <laughs> like, oh,
1: shit! Oh, man! Oh, oh fuck. <laughs> Not now. <laughs> it's can I finish myself <laughs> on at least? Plenty mm-hmm. yeah. of
2: time. <laughs> 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 I can play yeah, real good if you I give know. me a chance. <laughs> you know, devil went down to Georgia and all that. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. Are you sure you're not that, 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 that colored hooker I hooked up with? An <laughs> Please tell me. Tell me I got gonorrhea. <laughs> <laughs> Please don't tell me who you are. Thank uh. you. Please.
2: It's time. Can I just... There's something I have to say, if that's
1: all right.
0: Of course.
2: Shema Yisrael, Adonai Eloheinu, Adonai Ahad. Hear, O Israel, the Lord is our God, the Lord is one. I'm glad I said the Shema. My old man always said, it would guarantee you a place in heaven. If you believe in heaven. I look so old.
0: You look so Damn. dead. Damn. <laughs> Damn. Oh, wow. She should have. She, she could have told him. don't turn around. Oh, Jesus. Hey, let's just keep walking this way. Come on. Come on. You don't, want, you, don't, you don't want to see that. But actually, that works out very sweet, man. I'll let you see the way it works out. But it doesn't work. You know, it's not as dark as it seems right there. This whole segment about death was actually a lot lighthearted, a lot more lighthearted and funnier and sweeter than some of the parts of the other show. Um, and that's... Kirby Hal, uh, uh, curly Kirby Howe Baptiste, right there. She, uh, she's one of the. She plays death, of course. Wow. She's one of the characters that they actually race swapped in here. Right. And uh, actually, she's she's very good. And again, without me knowing what the character was really like, uh, I can't really make a comparison. I would love to hear what people think about that character being, uh, again, race swapped. I'm curious also, because with some other gender and race swaps,
2: I was like, oh, it doesn't matter. But death is, was a, a big thing. Like, I talk about Sandman being a goth icon, not more than death she, was. She's the with the top hat. And well, so, sometimes, but her, her pale skin yes. and, the, and, the, and the all black and the ox and all that, that, was a, that she was a, fas- a goth fashion icon that yeah, nice. a lot of girls dressed up as. As a matter of fact, the girl who was the model for that character, some friends brought her over to my house one time. And we were all drinking together oh, wow. and um, so this I was not prepared for but yeah. but just you know that was like that would be the one I'd be like I don't know about swapping that but that scene was brilliant yeah. this girl, this girl's great well
0: there's so man this episode right here I forgot which episode it was I think it's it's six, six. this is six episode the one I
1: started before I yeah
0: this go go is ahead. episode six episode six is very good uh, and it is a a big contrast to the, I think, the episode that might have come after, or maybe the one the right one after. Before? oh, was it before the one with David Duellis. Oh. Man, you Okay, <laughs> I'm, I'm glad the one with death came. Uh, <laughs> Came after because the one before that was a segment called Twenty Four Seven, and that's very much a horror episode. it's you know, the whole thing feels like a Stephen King story. Very
1: much is. Matter of fact, the characters reading Stephen King, one of those.
0: Yeah, things like where everybody's in this diner, yeah. and it's almost like this diner is like they can't, they have no track of time, they're, oh, they're stuck in there. I remember that story. And yeah. they, uh, and they're slowly going mad, being manipulated to go mad, and it's, it's, uh, it's very gruesome, and it's, it's very intense, and it's directed very well. Uh, and that is truly the horror episode. But then, they got something that are comedic, man. They have an episode where it's a guy who doesn't want to, he, he says, I'm not gonna die, and uh, I won't tell you how, but he doesn't die. And the way that character's situation is handled is actually, uh, I got a lot of laughs out of that, man. A lot of unexpected turns with some with, with, when you, in this particular way that they play with someone who's pretty much immortal. I like there was so many ways that I expected it to go, and it defied my expectations the whole time. school, right. yeah. I, you know, I, um, I really, I, I respected the way they were able to handle this, man. And again, I respected they didn't have to. They they didn't have to tell you shit. <laughs> you know, you either you you either go along with the ride or you don't. And the reason why it works is because they don't have to listen. They don't have to tell you anything. Good storytelling doesn't have to tell you anything if they ease you into a situation. Mm -hmm. If they have characters that you can like before you even know who they are. Are characters that get your interest before you even know anything about them. You know, that's the way good storytelling should work. And the storytelling here works that way, man. You know, another thing about a big benefit of this is two things. One, you shouldn't have everything laid out to you beforehand. A story will be able to weave you into its world if they are actually uh, laying out enough nuggets mm-hmm. for you to like be able to pick up here and there, because they just tell the story that 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 uh, that well. Also, it's a dream. Yeah, it's supposed to be. they're supposed to be very dreamlike, yeah. and the way they weave in and out of situations, man, that's that they they very well met the whole uh, uh, concept of, uh, uh, of of dreams being one thing, one minute. And something completely different the next. I think that is why again I think the whole thing works well as an anthology. Sure, mm-hmm. because you just don't know. I mean, for one for one moment something might be very lighthearted. Then it'll turn and get dark real quick. And yet somehow it still worked. You know, uh, and the show floats loosely between those concepts, man. I mean, even with the, even with the biblical concepts that they have here. You know, uh, they'll bring in storylines. They have characters from the Bible that pop up, and these characters feel like they feel like characters from a like a Disney uh, like a Disney fairy tale or something. You know how Disney has uh, mm-hmm. all their yeah. fairy tale characters together, like Cain and Abel show up, right? Right. And they don't explain yeah. why Cain and Abel are really there. It's mm-hmm. just like, hey, the Bible is real in some parts, and Cain and Abel are there, man. And the way they had, and they actually got me well. I'm not gonna say what happens with them, but they got me well with something. Oh man, yeah, I'm not sure. And I was in a moment, I was like, "Well, that don't make no goddamn sense." And I was like, "Oh, stupid ass." Okay, that that is why they did that.
2: Well, just so anybody screaming at the at the TV, those characters belong to some comic books, some DC comic books from way before Sandman. Okay. That that House of Secrets and House of Mysteries, they where they were horror anthologies where each one of those brothers was. Uh, um, was the host of it, uh. but they would also
1: uh, go at each other. That's what's interesting about this adaptation, because the sandman comics, they take place in the DC universe, mm-hmm. like in those original books. Yeah. I mean, Batman, Superman are yeah. in them. They, they're they're weaved throughout the story. And even like the character of John D. David Thewlis, he's Doctor Destiny. He's a Justice League villain, mm-hmm. and so this is very much not set in the DC universe. I would say for people who are like interested in that or want it to be, it's yeah, not because Clearly
2: they don't. Because at a point where I thought, oh, this is where they bring up the, the Golden Age Sandman, right? Yeah, and they don't. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. even from the beginning, I was like, well, this is very much a DC property. It Why is. is it on
0: Netflix and not? That's what I was. know, because it's own thing.
2: HBO Max. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
0: No, they did. Yeah, you got to keep that in mind. This is not DC's Sandman. This is Netflix's Sandman. And st- but you know, I mean, from what I understand, it sounds like they still do a very good adaptation. They, no, they oh, do. Oh, they do. What I've they seen do. So far. it's
2: a, it's an amazing adaptation. I, yeah. I, I, you know, it, it's been a thing because. We've been on a on a Stephen King train yeah. ever since uh, Stranger Things. We're bringing back you know all these properties and doing new stuff. But there's also been a, a Neil Gaiman thing going on because mm-hmm. started with American Gods. Well, it's like oh, we were able to turn that into a, a series successfully, at least for two seasons. And then uh, Good Omens. Was the next one, and he, and he was more involved in that one. So here, he's really got his hands in it, and they're, you know, I guess he's keeping them, you know, to task on it.
1: Yeah. And this is Magnemopus. Mopus. I mean, yeah. Yeah. probably his ultimate work. Yeah. I mean, so much so, I mean, I, I don't know if he would deny it, but it's like, the dream is him. That is Neil Gaiman. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Man, look he, even look at the, him with the big black <laughs> yeah. hair and all, and dressing all in black. Yeah. Mm-hmm, yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I, hey, listen. Like I said, with with this happening, with a lot of with, with, with no, explana- no explanation for a lot of things that are going on here it might frustrate some people. Well, you know, I-, and I, can, I can understand if people watch this and they just need to be they need to have some sort of uh, setup for them that really gets them prepared for what's happening next. But for me you know if you look at somebody like me who's watching this as I've already explained it adds to the dreamlike quality of the show which has a theme about dreams and for the most part I really enjoyed that. I, I think the writing is trying to give the
2: audience credit. It's like, yeah. you, you can figure this yeah. out. We, we, we're not going to talk down to you or, or lay out every single thing like you're a child.
0: Yeah, and and on again, that's also a preference. I mean, I like stories where I don't have to have everything uh, narrated. I like stories where I have to have everything explained to me. I understand that for some people, they do. And if you have a more mainstream project, that's fine. But this is this thing is so... It has such a big fan base, and I'm sure that they just felt like, you know, these fools don't need nobody to explain that to them. They read these books already. Mm-hmm. And then if- and if uh you know, and if he's stupid like this motherfucker Corey right here, then you know, <laughs> then hey, <laughs> if he if he ain't read the books, that's his fault. <laughs> you know, I,
1: I, I, I feel like they do just enough where you're not feeling completely lost. Yeah. Like there's no. always an air of mystery to everything, mm-hmm. but it's like they explain nothing and plus you might have a character with him well who yeah. will he'll, he'll explain what's going on. Right, right. Exactly. Whether it be Constantine or Matthew the Raven or yeah, something. No. Like that. So that works. No, you know? no, yeah, and like
2: I said, I went back and reread the first issue and some of the second, but then I was like,
0: you know what, let me stop because I want to have this unfold again for me as I watch it. Yeah. I appreciate it, man. You know, know, like I said, man, I I, I love the dreamlike quality of this show also goes into nightmares a lot. Mm -hmm. Like the nightmare of doing postage at the post office, man. You just... (laughs) (laughs) didn't You, see it. you, you didn't smell that one. I didn't know. Oh, I no. Nobody smelled that shit. <laughs> no, so Martin wasn't being here, but he didn't I see that no, coming. No, 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 no. I did. It was the way
2: you changed tones. I was like, "It's coming." Sure. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway,
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, wake up and stop going <laughs> through all those troublesome drives to the post office getting all that, you know, buying all that postage, you know, when you don't have to go that far to get it. It can all be brought to your home, be delivered to your home. If you use something like stamps.com, now that's the dream right there. Makes you fulfillment, makes you sending your postage out there, sending your letters or your invoices or whatever you got. Makes it so easy to do. You know, uh, I'm not talking bad about the post office. I'm just saying, listen, why have to drive there and deal with lines and you know, wasting gas and all that stuff when you got a post office right at home that you can use. And that's what stamps.com saves you, saves you time, money, and most of all, your sanity saves you stress. And you know how crazy it is to, I mean, just to mail simple stuff. Yeah, it shouldn't be that hard. It <laughs> really should not. But it is, it's stressful just like anything else and you don't have to deal with it. This is your 24 7 post office right here. They've been in business for more than 20 years. That's right, the internet has been around that long, man. Sure. I have used this. I use this, uh, still have a stamps.com account. I used this years ago when I was setting up Double Toasted right here. But they've been a very reliable source, indispensable for millions of businesses out there. And. With this, you can get discounts that you can't find anywhere else, like up to 30% off USPS rates and 86% off UPS rates. And stamps.com, listen, this is a big thing about it, and this is the reason why I like to talk to you guys about this, because there's a lot of people who you run your own business as a creative, just like we do. But unlike us over here, where we stream our stuff and we don't have to send anything out, some of you do. You know, you create things like... Man, our friend James,
1: Oh he yeah. does these sculptures
0: here. We have people who make plushies. We have people who they do, uh, they do art on commission, and they have to do that for fulfillment themselves. they got to mail it out. And this would be a huge asset for those people right here, especially when this works seamlessly with Shopify, Amazon, Etsy, eBay, and more. Anything that you use to sell your stuff. And you can even order shipping supplies through stamps.com, including free priority email. I'm sorry, not email, but free priority mail and also envelopes and boxes. Again, if you're doing stuff like this or art, or anything, you're gonna need all that stuff too. Order it all in one fell swoop with stamps.com. Hey, I already told you how much you can save with this, so I'm gonna even uh, save you a little bit more and give you some stuff. If you go to Stamps.com and use the promo code TOASTED, you'll get a special four-week trial period, free. Free four-week trial period. You'll get free postage, and you'll get a digital scale. And you don't have to have any commitments or contracts with that. All you got to do is go to Stamps.com, and at the top of the page, you'll see a microphone, and that is where you enter the code TOASTED. That's T-O-A-S-T-E-D. Here it is right here stamps.com s-t-a-m-p-s dot com and toasted is t-o-a-s-t-e-d and as I said do that now and get a four week trial period plus free postage and a digital scale I want to thank stamps.com for sponsoring this portion of the show and I want to thank all of you out there as usual for your support uh, I've been talking about how great a lot of the storytelling is here. And these guys have been talking about how faithful it is since they've read some of the books. Uh, I will say this, that sometimes I think the combination between fantasy and horror doesn't always mix well. You know, sometimes they kind of clash with each other a little bit. Maybe it's just me having to get used to it. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, looks like we can go from an episode where you have a lot of violence and, uh, you know, a, a dark tone, sex, uh, gore. And then the, the next episode will have, like, something out of a damn a, a Disney movie, a kid's family film. Sure. They'll have, you know, some dude with a, with a pumpkin head talking with a Brooklyn accent. The plans for the new celestarium have been approved. I'm not here to talk construction. I'm here to talk about the vortex. Lord Morpheus
1: is already monitoring her dreams. He better be. And sending Matthew to watch her in the waking world. What? Who's Matthew? Merv, it's me.
0: Stop. He's sending the new kid? Why not? You've been here for five minutes. Do you even know what to watch for? I'm like, I I don't even, am I, did Netflix switch shows on me right in? Like, if it wasn't one character in there that I didn't recognize, I'd be like, I pressed the wrong button or something. Now, I'm not saying that this is a bad thing because, you know, I'm willing to say that our minds are so used to compartmentalizing things. You know, hey, this imagery and this kind of thing doesn't mix with this kind of stuff over here. But, you know, maybe that's the beauty of having something like a streaming service like Netflix. They don't have to go by those kind of rules. They don't have to be as careful as studios out there that are releasing movies and you have to pretty much appeal to this demographic carefully or appeal to that demographic carefully. You know, uh, I will say it's kind of cool to see them being able to go in and do something like this, where light-hearted things can just suddenly turn twisted. And I, that's uh, I, you know, I, I just have to. I guess I have to kind of keep open mind for that. And uh, and I have been. I don't. You know, I'm right now. I'm sitting. I'm, I'm watching it right now. And I'm like, yeah, those, that still feels weird, right there. That feels. You know, and the problem is, is that it feels cartoonish. You know, a lot of this feels. It's very CG heavy, but. Again, it's darker and a little more grounded. You get to the pumpkin head over here, uh, Mervin Pumpkinhead, who's voiced by Mark Hamill, by the yeah, way. I can recognize that voice. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's Mark Hamill. And that feels like something straight out of a, a cartoon, like, a, you know, a kids animated cartoon. So that's why the styles kind of clash with me right there. But then again, like I say, it's nothing that really bothered me. I appreciate the fact that we break the rules and can do that. But then, on, you know, like I said, that's just me. I mean, You guys didn't get that far with that. Right no, I haven't there. gotten that far, but that is from the comic. Yeah. So. yeah, that's what I'm saying. Yeah. It is from the comic. And people, the comics, uh, it was made into a show for a reason. So if you want a faithful adaptation, you got to have old Pumpkinhead right there, which is fine. Uh, I appreciated the different stories, but as with any kind of anthology out there, I mean, you know, it's very seldom that, you know, you 100%. You know, you're always going to find one story that you're not going to like. Yeah, yeah. And... For me, uh, yeah, that that was the case here, man. Uh, with one particular thing that they did. Uh, so again, I'm not. I don't. I, some people say I don't spoil anything. Listen, I'm not spoiling anything. You know, I. If you don't want to hear anything at all, then just you know tune out. But in order to do a review, you got to tell some things. And I promise you, I'm not spoiling anything when I bring these uh, details up. But I will tell you, there is a, there is a. Uh, the story takes a turn near the end of the show. And you guys can tell me if this is in, the, is, is, is in the book. But, but not there, so you wanna hear anything, go ahead, leave right now. Gone, okay. So the thing that I didn't really like here was the serial killer convention. Was that in the book? Yes, it's yeah. actually one of the, the most popular stories it in is, the book. Yeah. Okay, huge. that is one of the things that I don't feel like it, that it, it, it uh, adapted well, or translated well. Uh so you know here's the thing. So there's a there's a there's a, a serial killer convention that happens here. And to me it seemed like a very silly concept. And and I'll explain why. Uh you know, it seems weird to me that a bunch of serial killers, who have killed multiple people, by the way, can all gather in one spot and not one of them gets caught. It makes no sense to me. And I and and, and listen, it's not like it's not like I'm not saying that that can't happen if you can tell it the right way, but you know they're doing things that that would get anybody caught if they were gathering in an area like this. You know, that they they they're doing things that somebody should be calling 911 at this point. And again, this is just me not being able to like to to understand this concept here. You know, they walk around doing terrible death puns in this uh, in this right here. You know, I and I wrote some of them down right here. Are you ready, uh? Yo? Mars going to appreciate this. You like the puns. <laughs> He likes the puns. You'll appreciate yeah, I it. I like them. There's a part where a kid is messing. Is he's passing all of these serial killers, and you can hear, overhear them talking about one after another. Boy, I can murder a steak. They have chocolate to die for. The TV version of this, they butchered it. I thought the whole issue was dead and buried. <laughs> 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 that's how you do uh, that's it. A good one. That's a good one. The last one. And that's when they killed the lights. And I was like, oh, give me, I, and it, it keeps going, and keeps going, and these motherfuckers are talking about this out loud in a convention center. And then they sit in these rooms, door wide open, where they're talking loud as fuck about the way they kill people, why they kill people. Uh, now, they did have different topics that were funny. Like, you pass by some of the doors, and they're like, uh, yeah, different booths, you know, like, one is religion. Uh, one is women, uh, women in the industry, you know. Uh, hey, so few. make it pay off. You know, they not, and, and, and the way they went in and talked and, her, and the, hearing the people talk about those subjects in the different rooms and uh, seminars, that was kind of funny in itself. I, I, I appreciate that. But, you know, the whole thing is, is that it's played up. These people are real. These people and they are not magical. Cause I thought, you know, maybe, I thought maybe it's like some Hogwarts for murderers shit, like that was going on, and it's, <laughs> and it's not. It's yeah. they're just they're just regular human beings, and who so, for some reason know about know about the mystical world, and you know none of that was really explained. Now in another story, in a universe that set up more logistical explanations, I don't know, maybe some John Wick type, you know, system where these people can get away with this. That would be one thing, but here I just I just didn't get it man and I thought uh, as clever as the rest of this movie or this show rather is written as great as some of these characters are in the dialogue even you know uh, this is where it just felt weak I was like, man, this is, and like I said, maybe it's in the book. You know, oh, you it's, said it's very most, much in the book. Yeah, yeah. people yeah. love that. Yeah.
2: Like I say, it's one of the most popular storylines in the, from
0: the book. So see, that's where you, that you this is, this is uh, interesting. You see how somebody like me who has not read the books, this doesn't translate well to me, mm-hmm. you know? But then again, you know, you have to take into consideration that you might've read the books and you love it. If they translated that well, you know if they, if, uh, if it adapted to uh, to the detail that you wanted then hey you know you might love it man that i can understand you know
2: well if before you say you started with i don't need to know all the details I have everything explained and it's like and it's
0: dreamlike so it goes in and out why was why was this a stumble because that's the dream world mm-hmm. and it's more fantastical and I can kind of take that, because it is setting up its own rules as it goes along. Mm-hmm. When you get to the serial killers, that's a more grounded area. Like I said, these people are obviously, I'm in a convention hall, I ain't no magic world. Right. I'm at goddamn Holiday Inn with these people. You know, uh, they're regular people. And they, you know, the, uh, for that, that seemed like you couldn't take as much liberties as you could with the more fantastical part of the story. You know, those kind of things I think needed probably just a little more explanation right there. You know, because like I said, man, it's different for everybody. But then, you know, that was where my—that's where I felt like that sense of logic should have been explained a little bit more. Mm. But that's just me. Yeah. You know, yeah. That's, that's. I want to see how they adapt because I did not get to that episode. Yeah. Same here. And like, and plus, also keep in mind that I said they did so much great writing. Yeah. In sure. the first half, yeah, of course. Yeah. And then we are doing these goddamn <laughs> fucking comedy hour <laughs> right here for serial killers. You know, these goddamn puns. I'm like this pun off. I'm like, nah, man, this is this is badly written. That's what I thought. You know, man, you might appreciate you loving puns. I, I, I was just kind of like, this is, this, this is, uh, I mean, I, but I haven't I seen it, so I can't comment. I don't even yeah. know. I like, I don't, I, I don't even know. Like, I could get it if there was supposed to be some that was, a, that was part of the humor with the puns. But I was like, I don't even see what the humor is with this. It just seems easy. So I, you know, I don't know. That was just, it just didn't really, uh, it just didn't gel with the rest of everything that was doing so well that segment right there. Mm-hmm. But that was for me. You know, that's it might work for somebody else out there cast cast is mostly good here uh, Tom Sturridge who plays Sandman uh, uh, what's his name Mor- Dream. Morpheus. Morpheus man Morpheus. of many names yeah. king of dreams I thought he was good man now he's walking through this like mostly like somebody just woke up and he had that coffee yeah, <laughs> he's got he's, bedhead. yeah he's, straight <laughs> he's out, got right, right down to bedhead. bedhead, man yeah
1: yeah
0: <laughs> You know, he's walking through this, and I just kind of want sometimes just like, hey, hey, you I kind of
2: felt like that, too. I'm not really sold on him, and I think maybe if he had, the like, the all-black eyes like yeah. Sandman does right. where he would always seem like an ethereal creature, I could go with it. But as it is, I was like, you know, be you being more human-like like to see some personality.
1: I, I mean, he's in a rock and a hard place because Dream in the comics is, he's so stoic. Yeah. And uh, he doesn't have a lot of emotion. He becomes mm-hmm. more emotional as, as the comic goes on. And so maybe... I can understand why they didn't want to give him the black guys because they like, people are going to get creeped out by him. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, want they to make want make him a yeah. little more they human. They want to make him relatable. And plus, he's got those beautiful baby blues. I mean, <laughs> come on, don't no cover. Oh, those. somebody uh, in uh, love yeah. over no, here. No, no, listen. No, he, he he does a good job. Like, for my fan casting for years, I was like, Alan Rickman, but it ain't happening. Right, right, <laughs> yeah, right. So, no, I mean, again, he's, he's playing a character that is very, very serious. And you can only do so much. But those moments when he is emotional, mm-hmm. I think he, he nails it. Mm-hmm. I think he did do a good job. At least so far.
0: And he's dreamy. He is, That's what yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> yeah, those cheekbones. Look Looking those. into my eyes, I can't Chris.
1: Can't help it. I can't help but stare.
2: And there's <laughs> <laughs> oh. that whole
0: uh, Robert Smith. I'm sad. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yes. Look.
1: Yes. Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. 100%. This is,
0: you know, uh, and to your point, you know, he has to be in a role where he's he has little emotion. Yeah. You know, he's all about the job. Mm-hmm. He's he's this, this dude. He's, he's focused, man. Yeah. Except when he's being a dick. That's when he comes to life. <laughs> this he, motherfucker will wake, when he has to tell somebody off, or he has to be, he has to treat people like shit. Oh, he's awake then. Oh, he's had his morning coffee <laughs> he's then. A little step. The <laughs> yeah, he ain't asleep no more. Ain't no <laughs> dream right there. No, he's got to be an asshole. He, he will, you know, he's yeah. all awake then. Yeah. But I'm not even saying that that's a bad thing. Uh, Makes him scary. Well, I don't even think it makes. I don't even think it makes him scary. I can see well, some parts where it does that. But what happens is, no, it makes him an asshole. Just, yeah. You know, no. What it is, they tried to make him more human for the people out there. I, yeah. I would imagine. So him being a dick just makes him seem like he's flawed, and and that's a good thing. You know, he he makes bad decisions. Hmm. You know, he can be really. You know he can be so about the job that he's he's cold about some things. Sure. Because some people are like, damn, Sam man, that was kind of <laughs> that was kind of rough. <laughs> oh, you think so? No, yeah. <laughs> that was shitty, man. Uh, his dedication to his job—it's not always dedication. He says that, but it's really about ego.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, sometimes it's all about him and him being in power. Yeah. But then there's some moments where it, it like he'll. He'll crack a smile or he'll make a little bit of a joke. And then you'll be like, oh, see, he's all right. He's yeah, he's getting, nice. yeah, he's yeah, he's, he's getting there. He's getting there. And i tell you what. I appreciated Tom Sturridge. I appreciate his uh, his acting even more because, like I say, or you said, he's in a serious role in this movie. But the guy, the real actor, the real guy, he's kind of goofy a little bit. I growled at him once and said, Stop being Batman. <laughs> yeah, no. And I'm not even making fun of him, man. I'm not even making fun. I think he's a, I mean, you see him in real life, he's a fun guy, yeah, you know, yeah. but he's kind of, he, but when he's doing his role, it's like, I never would have known those were the same people. No, no.
2: Oh, he really does have that long ass neck, Yeah. yeah.
0: <laughs> you know, I'd like, if I had not, if I didn't know that uh, this was the guy that's playing him, I would think they were two different people. Sure. No, he's really good, man. You know what
1: so often happens, though, when you have a lot of comedians and they're capable of doing those? Or just funny, very funny people, very dark roles. Yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Patton Oswald I don't, know why I, I don't know why I chose this picture. Like, he's soliciting sexual favors in a cave or something. He yeah, like he yeah caught like he got, caught by, <laughs> he got by, caught by Chris Hansen. Yeah, like he got caught at a... <laughs> Got a goddamn uh, rest stop or something.
1: Take a seat, Patton. Take a seat. <laughs> huh? <Yeah>. What happened?
0: <laughs> I knew it. And I came in anyway.
1: <laughs> like you got caught doing sexual favors in the bushes
0: or something. <laughs> I'm sorry. I don't. To Patton Oswald. I don't know why I chose that picture, man. I'm sorry, but uh, Patton Oswald, I would say that he's he's good. His voice fits the character of the of the character that he plays, Matthew the Raven. But the only thing is he has such a distinctive voice is that I thought Patton Oswalt the whole time. And it kind of removed me from the story. Also, he, uh, and he's a good actor. So that's not me criticizing him as an actor per se, but his line reading sounded like he was actually reading. Not Not to make it sound like he was reading in a bad way. He was doing what he should do. It had emotion behind it. His delivery was fine. Sometimes it sounded like he was reading lines that just didn't interact with other people. But I will say that's not that's a minor distraction because he, he the voice fits. The, it, it fits pretty well in as
2: much as when when I first heard the voice, I was like, I'm not Patton Oswald again. They've been using him as a voice for so many things lately. Pip the yeah. troll and then yeah. and, and, and Happy. Um, but once he got going, I was like, well this actually is distinctive and it fits the bird and, and what he has to
0: do. Yeah, only thing I thought, like I said, it didn't seem like he was, his voice reading didn't sound like it was interacting with anybody where I, you know, some people, like, uh, I'm not gonna even try to, look, dude, y'all gonna get mad at me. I'm not even trying to do this. I'm gonna sit up and compare this to Super Pets, uh, you know, League of <laughs> Happy Pets or whatever, but, but Dwayne Johnson and Kevin Hart were not in the same room when they were doing a lot of their lines, and it sounded like they were together. There were some lines he's doing with, uh, you know, uh, the Sandman here. It could also be that the Sandman is such a serious character that it did not feel like he was interacting as strong. So that's something else, too. But I will say this to the, to the show's credit. Patton Oswalt came on. I was like, oh, he's a bird, too. I was like, oh, shit, all right. He's going to be the wacky Disney sidekick here. He's going to be Iago or something. And, you know, they, <laughs> they didn't do that, man. They actually didn't make him as comical as, as, I, as I thought they would. Mm. So that was a good thing. I mean, overall, it worked. It's just maybe a few lines here and there where Patton Oswalt had to be funny and didn't really hit as hard. Uh, we already talked about your boy here. Uh, Charles Dance this man should just have a card that says professional asshole <laughs> that's all he is. he's good at it yeah he's good at it that's all he's gonna be is the same dude from Game of Thrones and he does it well he's the same he's, I mean if you see Game of Thrones you gonna see that dude in here he plays the rich guy at the beginning that in, uh, summons uh, Dream and imprisons him the Magus yeah that's it's called. Yeah. yeah man and it's funny too because I mean he's a, he's he's that the Lannister dude from Game of Thrones. Right? Lannister. Yeah, the, Lannister. the show yeah. kicks off with him doing what shitty things. <laughs>
1: treating his son yeah. like shit, yeah. people like shit. Yeah, he's treating <laughs> his son like shit. His like wife me. like
0: shit. Yeah. 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 And he tries to kidnap death for what? For his own selfish reasons. And he tries to be cool at first. Well, I want to bring my son back. But ladies, I'm like, immortality, riches. And I was like, yeah, of course. All right, there we go. Yeah. <laughs> now that's the dude I know.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that yeah, is yeah. how the character is in the book, though. Very much. so. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Perfect casting.
0: I like this actor. So again, I might be a little biased. Uh, Boyd Holbrook. I love Boyd Holbrook. He plays Corinthian, who's... He's one of the more freakier characters in this and if you know the character in the book, then you know what I'm talking about. He had, this man has a thing for eyeballs and uh influence over uh over killers, which is something that did play into the serial killer part of the of the show. Uh and also he's got uh teeth for eyeballs, man, which is freaky as fuck. But he's I tell you the uh Boyd Holbrook. I, I couldn't tell if it was him at first from his physical appearance, but by this man's charisma, yeah. I was like, "Oh, that's that's Boyd Holbrook, man. I live and breathe." Yeah, <laughs> <That's> <laughs> what I was thinking. When I was yeah, yeah, you, yeah, you right, the, the Wolverine. Wolverine. Yep, that accent is. See, so, yeah, you want that Sandman? I want Boyd, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you can have him. <laughs> yeah. uh, I tell you, my favorite actor in this man was. Uh, David, uh, what David Thuelis. Thu- David Thuelis. Is it Thuelis? I yeah. think it, it's Thuelis. Is it Thuelis or Thuelis? Okay. I, th- I don't know. I think, it's, I think you might be right. Professor Lupin. <laughs> I, I think you might be right. I think it's Thulis. Okay. Thuelis, David Thule's. Yeah. Uh, but he was my favorite actor here, man. He was great. I love it because his character is ill, man. And that makes him way, way unpredictable. Like, Because in his mind, he's not doing any harm to anybody. Everything he's doing is a means to an ends. Uh so that means you don't know who he's gonna hurt at any moment or who he's gonna be kind to. The roll of the dice, man. It really depends on how these people react to him. And believe me, he, <laughs> he what he does to people is fucked. Yes. <laughs> yeah. He's very dangerous and just kind of sad too. That's the thing that I found fascinating about his character is that for all the horrible things that he's doing, you always get the feeling like, it's just, oh, it ain't his fault. <laughs> and I don't want to feel that way because this guy, is, he really is a dangerous, horrible person.
2: You can have what you want. Put the knives down. Put the knives down. I offered you a world where you could be yourselves without having to suffer for it, but it seems you enjoy your suffering. And if that is your truth, then perhaps your suffering will set you
0: free. Now, I'm going to tell you something about this, uh, this actor in this scene right here and why he's so great. This man can seem threatening eating a tub of strawberry ice cream right yeah. here. <laughs> <laughs> he's coming at that, that thing. thing. Yeah, he's like he this. sure is. <laughs> <laughs> My ice cream. <laughs> Looking like Gollum all that ice cream, man. Mm-hmm. Yes, he's eating a tall tub of ice cream. And I was just kind of like, shit, this dude is uh, scary as fuck right now, man. And still, if you know the whole story with him, there's a sadness to it it was uh it was it, that's why i think he was my favorite character in the whole show now having said all of uh, all of this and told you and there's a lot more characters in this man it's, it's sprawling you know have the, the cast that you have here and the, and the stories that they have uh and it'd be hard to again cover everything in one review and we want to do it because we want to save a lot for you out there of course but having said all that and even said that you know and i saw all 10 episodes and tell you the things that i loved and the things that i did really did not like here. Having said all that, when it worked out as somebody who did not read the book, i said i don't know what this ad- adaptation is like, man, but for the most part, it's working for me. You know, i can follow this where they don't need to explain things to me. I'm still aboard and still in, and still invested in this world, and i just got the feeling when i was watching this, i said, man, this I just, this material is so dense and complicated, it has to stick to the source material in a way the way they're doing it, and I just know, I just got a feeling, not having read any of this, that they are sticking pretty tight to this source material and doing a damn good job with it. I just felt that watching this. But even if I got it wrong, I still enjoyed mostly what I saw. Like I really loved a lot of this, man. I loved a lot of this so much that it hurt for me to criticize the parts that I had that I that I did criticize because it all it, you know it was flowing, it was all connecting. I was like, damn, this is working well, more 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 well than it should. This is why people don't want to adapt it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, damn, this is working well, and then it hit that bump, but with that that wasn't enough for me, of course. You know, you have that one section. It is near the end. It does kind of disrupt the. You know, I'd rather them get something like for something I don't like personally. I'd rather them get at that out the way at the beginning instead of near the end. But uh and it does have a way more story near the end. It has to deal with, you know, dreams world falling apart more, characters that are coming in that are responsible for that. Uh really, really rough decisions for Dream to make on whether, you know, he is he gonna make this sacrifice and probably, you know, for and for the sake of the dream world and some and in some way, you know, lose a little bit of what soul he has. Or is he going to go through, you know, is he going to do the human thing? You know, there's a lot of themes that are presented later on. I thought those were done well. Uh also you got to keep in mind, with magic like he has, they kind of play loose with it, man. There were some things that he did. I'm like, well, why didn't you do that shit early <laughs> You know, that I again can't tell you what it is, mm-hmm. but it's like, wow, yeah, that and that is the problem that you get when you write characters with such immense power. True. Yeah. Uh but overall, to sum it up. After seeing all ten episodes, uh, it ended with again ended with a lot of heart, and it ended in a spot where it was per- a perfect setup for them to continue. And I hope they do, because uh, I felt it would have been they didn't in in didn't end at a point where I thought, man, if you ended that and you don't re you don't go and uh, renew this, then we ended a good spot right here. They did introduce a, you know, a, a door to like bring on the next season. So I hope this is a big hit because I would like to continue more in this dream world. But overall, uh not perfect. It was going on the way for a little bit, but at uh at this moment I'm going to give it a high mat name. I really did like it. It had some flaws, but also got to respect again taking this material. It's going to have flaws in it, sure. Because yeah. it's it's just it, You know, something like this shouldn't work the way it's working in the first damn place. Right,
2: right, right. Yeah, it was among those kind of graphic novels like The Watchmen, where it's like, this is actually an intellectual book, and that doesn't usually translate, and maybe you shouldn't try to uh, do an adaptation, and you know, you saw how long it took to do something decent with The Watchmen.
1: Yeah. And,
0: And
2: so that the fact that this is working so well, it's a joy. Uh, like I said, I'm, I'm not that deep enough into it to give any kind of rating, but I like what I've seen so far. Uh, I especially enjoyed the gender swap with John Constantine, which at, at, I initially was like, all right, well, let's see what they do with Constantine. I mean, you got, you got the Keanu Reeves version, which is not at all yeah. like actual John Constantine. And then the Matt Ryan series for NBC and then even on the CW, which is pretty accurate f- a, in a... Uh, sanitized for network TV kind of way. But here, when they switch it, you know, Joanna Constantine, uh, the, she plays it like, wow, this is really does feel like John Constantine from the comics.
0: Yeah, yeah. What the hell? Uh, well, so yeah. I mean, I guess you can't. I can't. Yeah, you can't say what you'd give it because you didn't see it all. But I mean, but you enjoying what you're seeing oh, yeah. so far? Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to going home. Uh, and, you know, and one of the it.
1: things for years that I thought they were always going to struggle to adapt is the fact that this takes place in the DC universe and you have all these DC <laughs> heroes in there. And you mm-hmm. know, like, because John D. is supposed to be in Arkham Asylum, and I was like, how are you gonna do that? And they said, I'm just not gonna do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And you know what? Really, at least seeing the five episodes that I've seen, it's probably for the best. Mm-hmm. That was probably the better decision. It's like trim the fat and focus on the stuff that is paramount to the story that's most important which is dealing you know, with Dream and his realm and all the interactions in the waking world as he calls it uh, of the five episodes I've seen I think this is definitely a very good adaptation better than I thought they, they, they could have done years ago mm-hmm. uh, you know uh, some of the some of the casting kind of threw me off like I, I, you know, I love Pat Oswalt as a comedian as an actor it, it, he it, his his dialogue felt a little weird to me, like mm-hmm. his his cadence. It, yeah, it, 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 like you guys said, he just didn't feel like he was there. Um, plus yeah, you felt that, right? I you did. Said, yeah. I felt that. Yeah, it was just a little awkward. I just, I, you know, and another thing too. And this is a bit of a bias. When you read that comic and it's so many years, you picture a certain person's voice to a character. You oh, sure. it. And So yeah, yeah. I was just like, oh, yeah, Patton Oswald is not the guy I thought of oh, hearing okay. Matthew speak. Um, if I have any other issues, the casting with um, this has been, a, I think, an issue with Constantine in general in the live action versions. It feels like whether they've been male or female, it's always been sanitized. Like John Constantine is a shitty human being. Yeah. And he's a fucking mess. Yeah, uh, and both in like uh, personal life, the way he, he he looks, his setting, and it almost felt like okay, yes, we're gonna do a gender bent version, and like you know, we're gonna have it where the office is all messed, but they're gonna look incredible. <laughs> Which I'm like, John Constantine is ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag. That's what he, he he's chain smoking. Yeah, he's an alcoholic, probably he's, smells bad. Yeah, he never shaves. Yeah, and so when I'm then I'm seeing this 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 other version of him. Uh, that's like they looks like a goddamn model, and it's like eh, I don't know. I, I didn't I didn't buy that. Okay, not that there's anything wrong for performance. It was just how she looked. It was like. And I was like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not buying this. Um, That's funny. I,
2: I, so often get hung up on that kind of thing, and yeah. this is one time it, it didn't bother yeah, yeah. me. But, but I get what you're saying. Mm-hmm.
1: Her performance is fine. Yeah. You know, but it's, it's just the, I would have done a different. She should looked like shit. I thought <laughs> that would have been brave to do mm-hmm. it. But you're not have to do that with a female character. Right. Uh, but yeah, overall what I've seen so far, I think it's been, it's been great, and uh, I'm looking forward to watching the next five episodes.
0: Yeah, yeah, no, you should, man. I will. I will. I'm, I will. I'm curious to see what you guys would think about it once you uh once you watch all of it. Uh, I'm gonna attach something to this uh to this discussion, real quick. It's an email, and I usually take a break between emails. Email time. Yeah, email time. Email yeah, time no, huh? in the no. review. Yeah, it's gonna put in the review. So if you don't mind, I'm not gonna. You know what? Here. I'll know. allow it. You know, Martin. I'll,
1: no. I'll allow it. No, <laughs> I'll allow <laughs> Corden. No, you're yeah, yes, yeah, yeah. very generous.
0: Yeah, I know. Email time. No, there you go. There it is. I'll, I'll McCoy and Chris, see how many people are People kid. I usually save email time for a commercial break. Email, but I have, a, I have email time for this segment right here because I have an email that's related to this segment, and I, I would like to hear email. what you guys got to say about it. Email. So let me see if I can find this email here, and it should not be too far. There we go. <laughs> there we go. That's perfect. It is some. It is from someone who is simply called. DT Listener okay, and a very interesting question here a little lengthy but I see if I can sum it up and the reason why I'm reading this is because it is about the Sandman and DT Listener says I support increased representation of all minorities in the media but, but. <laughs> I'm talking about a big black butt.
1: <laughs>
0: but Joe Black ass. <laughs> but he didn't say but. He didn't say. Oh, okay. He said, however. <laughs> oh, it's the same it's thing. A, it's just a more. <laughs> it's a longer it's, version. It's, it's, yeah, yeah, exactly. It's, it's yeah. It's, it's more. It's the more sophisticated way to say but. But he says, uh, however. I think the Sandman series has gone too far. This isn't about gender or race-bending characters. Women outnumber men after all, and minorities exist, but VersaMillitude, what is it, milit- milit- oh. milit- Uh-huh. I've just finished episode five, right. and black actors seem to be making up the majority of the cast. All these Negroes come from? <laughs>
1: Where do you guys keep popping up? I don't understand this. What are you doing in here?
0: The problem is black people make up only 3% of people in the UK and 12% in the US. And there are more Asians and Hispanics in each country. But according to the show, they don't exist slash are rare. Also, why are all the relationships homosexual? <laughs> why do you dudes fucking each other in this? I haven't read the source material, so unless... It's black and queer, these changes are a distraction in my humble opinion. Well, first of all, if you ain't read the source material, it shouldn't be that much of a exactly. distraction. Exactly.
1: Yeah. <laughs> How does a b- distraction is get it, something you don't even know? Why does it bother
0: you? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, come on, man, that's kind of suspect right in the beginning. If you don't know if you don't know the source material, that means something else is bothering you.
2: Yeah, you kind of played yourself yeah, there. Kind of walked into that
0: one. <laughs> yeah, yeah I'm just, hey, look, man. It's a fair question, but I'm just, <laughs> these are fair answers. <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, first of all, let me, let me address this. First of all, you, uh, you use the, the term "woke." Oh, that was, that's how you open that's, email.
1: When you use that word, that word is just—it's meaningless now because people apply it to everything, whether there's a woman or 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 a minority. Yeah. In any. I, uh, I would sli- uh, I
2: would go so far as to say it's not so much meaningless as that when you use it, you kind of brand yourself. Yeah. Because you you, yeah. you let everybody know where you're coming from, and it's yeah. not yeah. Where, where you're trying to come from. The, yeah. the
0: title of the email. He didn't he didn't use it in the email, but the title of the email that he sent me. Is Sandman too woke? (laughs) So first of all, you start out. Is that a pun? (laughs) Yeah, YouTube video (laughs) title. (laughs) It is. Maybe maybe I'll take it. I'll probably steal it. First of all, you use the term woke, man, which already kind of turns me off because, uh, you know, as most people who use the term, it usually comes around to they just don't like change. So I, you know, and Mm -hmm. and again, it's just a shorthand way to have a discussion. You know, again, it's already laying out feelings before you even, yeah, before we yeah. even get into a, a meaningful discussion about it. But still, a fair question. Uh, I haven't read the source material either, so that's why I didn't really judge this by anything. You know, if you, when I showed Death here, who I think some people have had a problem with, with the with the uh, race swapping in that. When uh, they showed Death, my question was, I didn't say, "Damn." Why is this black person in here? I said, I could understand if people might have a problem with race swapping, but explain to me how that changes the character before we get into anything. Because listen, if changing the character's race has in some way changed, changed the character, the essence of the character, the personality of that character, uh, what made them them in the original story. Now, if that's the case, then I see a problem. I you know, because I, I would be a hypocrite if I didn't address my own problems with race swapping, which recently has been with a black person uh, in Resident Evil. I thought that the race swapping t- changing a certain character, Wesker to black was completely unnecessary. and to me, just to me, look pretty fucking stupid. <laughs> look with the, my problem with this is that they changed the character and the character might not be he might not be a deep character you know there he ain't a whole lot of substance to that character but he is a villain that is iconic and a lot of fans know him and changing him to a black dude that looks like a, black, a, a bad blade cosplay <laughs> a dude that's a father yeah. that, it's not just black either changing him to a father drinking kombucha and all this I was like come on man that was unnecessary why why you know, and yes, why did you change him black? He looks ridiculous as being a black guy right there. Looks like you know we were doing a blade movie. That's fine. I interpret it as stunt casting.
1: They yeah. did it because they wanted to get a reaction. Plus, At least that's how I
2: felt. I, I I figured they were excited that they could get uh, Lance Riddick in the project. Who is a great actor? He's a great actor. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. No
1: no problem with that.
2: Yeah. But, uh, you know having him headline lends some legitimacy to yeah. the whole thing.
0: Just so to let you know that I'm looking at both sides and trying to be on your point. I, I, sure. I, that right there, I didn't like that. So I, you know, if you have a problem with that character because the char it changed the essence of the character, then that's fine. Uh, Ghostbusters 2016. People want to call us sexist the moment we criticize this, but all they did, it, that was a great case of stunt casting yeah, right there. Yeah. Where they just stunt casted the uh, the crew, the Ghostbusters, as women, and then went and just kind of did a rehash, a lame rehash of the original movie. There was no reason to, for them to cast that when Ghostbusters fans out there were giving great ideas and asking for something, asking for a sequel, a, pro, a proper sequel, whether it had the OG crew or not. So yes, I get your point, man. I get it. One, You know, I, I 100% get it. You know, but, you know, if for, but for what you're saying right here, I got a pro. I, I, I for, for 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 the example that you gave, which was population and you know and all that. I got I have I kind of have a problem with that.
1: Yeah, demographic. I was like, I never even occurred to me <laughs> watching yeah. the show.
0: It, it, but if changing a person's race, gender, sexuality doesn't change the character, but your problem is, which is pretty much you said, your problem is, I see too many blacks. That problem might be on you. And I'm gonna tell you why. You are using population estimates and a census to justify your opinion when we talking about a fantasy. We talking about this ain't real life. Most of those black people talking about weren't even on earth. They were in a magical realm. (laughs) So what I mean. Damn me, goblin ears, some of yeah, them. Damn yeah. elf ears. <laughs> yeah, your chick, the, the first the first black person you see. A librarian. Oh Lucian. Is, yeah, she got yeah. yeah, she got little little tiny Vulcan ears. So you know, I I don't understand I, I using trying to try to apply real world logic to something that's mostly fantasy. I I just, that, that that doesn't really work for me.
2: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Plus if you read through the comic, there people come in two shades. White and chalky white. Yes.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That Listen. More to look at. <laughs> Listen, what you're doing and no and hey, look, I'm not I ain't mad at you, I ain't jumping on you, but I'm just gonna i I'm gonna tell you how I see it. You know, you you see the ceremony, I'm gonna tell you how I see it. What you're doing is what a lot of people do, man. You're trying to use some figures to say that there's too many blacks, browns, too many, too many women trying to be dudes. Why are these gay people up in here you know you're using trying to use real world figures when you when really what you're saying is you're just not used to seeing that kind of diversity maybe you don't think that you you're intolerant, maybe you don't think that you know you're racist and I'm sure you're not racist or homosexual or, um, you might be homosexual <laughs> <laughs> yeah. or homo homophobic uh you know i don't I don't think you're any of the isms or obes out there, maybe not, but you are in my opinion right here lending to it a little bit because you're just not used to it. There's a lot of people who who see things that they're not used to seeing, and they don't know that they're kind of being that way. Uh, to give an example, when we started Double Toasting,
2: mm.
0: somebody somebody kept emailing me, and I just pretty much had to ignore them. They said, listen, I really want you to succeed. I really love what you do. And they were being sincere, they weren't trolling. Man, I love what you do. I want you to succeed, so don't take this the wrong way, but you need to hire more white people mm. in front of the camera. Because, I mean, come on, man. you know. Let's be honest. I mean, when people see too many black people, yeah, it may, may turn away. And i am just kind of like, fuck you. You know, don't, you know, th- what no, what it is is you're speaking more about yourself. Mm-hmm. You're used to seeing white people in certain positions, and it throws you off to see to see it mixed up, to, to see it changed. That's what it is. You just saw a whole lot of black people in fantasy. You ain't you seeing that shit. <laughs> Where these white elves at? What these white dwarves and shit like that? You know, I'm not used to seeing that. And that is a problem that needs to be fixed. That is why I 100 percent if they didn't change, and I'm and I can't say, if any of these characters would change and swapped and it affected their character, then please let me know. I'd love to hear it, because hey, I would understand. But there is a problem with fantasy right now. Fantasy is a Fantasy is somehow, and it goes back to like, you know. Decades. Goes, decades it goes to decades. Well, it well, it goes with people associating it with uh, you know, medieval times. Sure. Yeah. Even when it's like fucking other dream worlds and whatnot, yeah. fantasy is often off limits to people of color because again, people aren't used to seeing that. Including black people. And that is why you that is why when I look at this, I say it's not stunt casting. It's not being woke. What it is is like trying to just change up things so people will start getting used to seeing this, sure. and we can get diversity in an area that is lacking. And mm-hmm. for years, it was lacking with science fiction, and now we're kind of breaking the ground on that. Fantasy is that other frontier that needs to be broken in, man, because people, people like you, aren't used to seeing that yeah. shit. That's just me. Well, I don't know. Y'all No, can, no, no I, I agree with everything yeah. you said.
1: And so, you know, it's a cut down on gatekeeping and people who weren't interested in fantasy, which yeah. probably a lot of people of color because they don't see themselves in those things like mm-hmm. at all. They're like, Oh, that
0: that's kinda cool. I'll check this out. Yeah. And, you know, or women, whoever. You using you you're <laughs> again, you are using real life numbers, population estimates and census in the census to talk about there's way too many black people. In this fantasy world, but oh, the talking pumpkin and the talking crow. Oh shit, no, that's <laughs> that works, <laughs> you know. <laughs> that's fine, but five black people in the begin in the first few episodes—that's not realistic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's not realistic. We're talking about a magical world. The fuck out of here, man. No. No, I, know you t- I don't know what you thought you were going to get with this answer, but no. <laughs>
1: I think he, he got an answer. Yeah. You Maybe got that's the one you wanted. I don't know if it was the answer you wanted, <laughs> but <laughs> no. <laughs>